It's another episode of The Building Code. I'm Zach Wotovich. And I'm Charlie Bertwistle. We're in the studio once again. Charlie, how you been? I've been fantastic. Um, I was actually in Ireland for the past couple of weeks, uh, which you were in about a month ago. So we're taking turns traveling abroad, uh, but finally back in the studio where we belong. Let the record show Charlie did it because I went first and right. decided he needed to have his own I did. Irish I, love story. Absolutely. I did take a lot of advice from Zach, uh, who, if you listen to the podcast know a lot, know that Zach gets to travel and do really cool things all the time. <laughs> and I have to sit in my little corner and play with data all the time. So it was fun uh, uh, taking a page out of his playbook and seeing the world. Uh, what can I say? You know, when I you have act- hard skills, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta stay in the, <laughs> stay in the lab, bro, my I, friend. I did actually want to see, I was going to look up before I went, if we had any, uh, which I know we do, but see who some of our, our customers were over there and maybe stop in and do some live podcast recordings but that did not happen, but we'll put that on the list. I I once had a client in Ireland. Nice. Um, Yeah. And they had, they had, um, rural internet issues, but they made it work. They used it for file storage and they used it really well. It was pretty impressive. And now that we have offline mode, um, I I bet they're a big fan of that. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, today we're getting into green building once again. I love it. I feel like we're becoming experts. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'd say that, <laughs> but the bar was so low to start with, uh, that we've definitely learned a ton. And I think that's kind of just the, you know, the way that industry is going. That's most people who, you know, five, 10 years ago, when they hear green building, they don't really know what to think. And now it's slowly and surely kind of moving to the forefront of what everyone needs to be focusing on, or at least be considering uh, as they try to improve their business. That's right. So Matt Hoots from Atlanta, Georgia, and the name of the company is Sawhorse, which is a really cool name. And I was looking at their their information on their website, as we do, just to learn a little bit about them. And they do a ton of work, custom home remodeling additions. They also were founded in 1978. So I'm really interested to get into their, their story and let's get Matt in here. Absolutely. Matt, welcome to The Building Code. We're really excited to have you on today. Really excited to learn about you and your business. And of course, the topic today is talking about green building. And you know, before we go too far down the old rabbit hole, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Matt? Yeah, so I'm a green builder here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we work on specifications, uh, designs, um, and also the execution of residential uh, renovations and uh, new homes. So we do custom new homes and whole house renovations. Uh, like you said, to the uh, green building standard, which you know, ironically, is like above the the building code. So right. <laughs> is what we're trying to exceed. The building code is like a basic way of building, and then typically green building is is, is more advanced, more for the occupant, so they can live in a house that's more comfortable, energy efficient. Uh, healthy and whatnot. So that's kind of what our goal is and, you know, continuing education and trying to learn and also just educate others and our clients about like what it is, what we do, because it is kind of confusing. Yeah. So the, the company you're at is, is Sawhorse. Um, when did you, you start out there and have you guys always kind of focus on the, the green building side of things, or is that a transition that you've seen, you know, kind of over the past few years? So uh, I guess, you know, as a brand, we've always been known for better construction and I think that's like when green building, uh, probably around the year 2000 is like when we picked it up because uh, there's certifications, there's an Earthcraft certification, which is through South Face uh, here in Atlanta. Uh, it's, it's more of a Southeast certification and a lot of other certifications like Leap for Homes, uh, the green building standard, were kind of based on that one. So we were part of that. And then 2001, we helped um, 
come up with like an existing home model with that certification because most green building certifications are for new construction only, whether it's commercial or residential. And still to this day, uh, unfortunately, not a lot of people have picked up uh, dealing with green building or green retrofits when it comes to existing construction. And that's where there's the most opportunity. So we started offering that uh, over 20 years ago to our clients. Wow. They've all loved it. Uh, we've been part of various programs. We've probably tried out every program out there. Um, and we're to the point now where it's like we see where the marketplace should be going um, and the tools. And we're trying to help different organizations create tools so builders all over the United States and the world can take you know, certain programs, apply it to existing construction, and make an, an existing house perform like a new house. So over 20 years, and you know, we're continuing to push the envelope and see you know, how we can continue to do better. I saw on your website that Sawhorse was founded in 1978. So you guys have been right. in business for a long time. I mean, that's actually, we don't, typically our guests aren't in business for that long. You get, you might be the oldest business that we've had. I'd have to fact check it, but that's pretty incredible. So you, you know, obviously we're in business for, you know, going on 20, 25 years, then you made the transition to green and now it's been another 20, right. um, which is just a really great testament to your, you know, strategy, your pivot of like how the company's evolved. Um, you know, is, are you guys a family owned business? Are you, you know, do you, are a lot of the same people that when you start are still working there? I mean, I'm just really interested in that, that angle a little bit. So yes, uh, the founder, Carl Seville, I mean, he's still in this market. Uh, he left the business to go into the more consulting side. And actually he has a business now that's very successful. It's a national business where, uh, he just does green building certifications. Gotcha. So he doesn't build anymore. Uh, uh you know, building is exhausting. Um, I, I happen to love it. Um, you know, speaking of a family business, you know, my family does, you know, my wife is in the business. I've got a couple of kids in high school. One of them helps with the YouTube channel. He does video editing, uh, writes music for us. The other one has listened to me complain about architects enough that he's going to go to school for architecture. <laughs> Get it in house. Now. There you go. So he's like, yeah. So he's, he's actually, he started working on some designs. He's a junior in, in high school. So he's not, he's not an architect for us yet, but uh, yeah, we're work on training the next generation too, and that and that's kind of the you know the goal of our business. You know, we can only be so successful, um, and, and like they they you know, say the weakest link. Well, the weakest link is knowledge. So with with green building, we can't execute this unless people understand what it is. So our clients need to understand what we're selling. They have to want it. If they don't want it, we can't do it because that they're, they're the ones funding this. If if we're doing a a custom project and also with the trades, you know, constantly educating them. I was like, this is, these are new ways of constructing things. You probably saw on our website, we're doing a passive house. Uh, no one's ever tried that in Georgia before because, you know, it's a, it's a mild climate, not super needed. However, with, uh, you know, you, you look, you're looking at climate change, uh, other factors and, and um, you know, with, with this kind of house, it's be more energy efficient, say if we lose power, which has nothing to do with climate change, just means the power grid went down. You have a house that's more energy efficient, can maintain its heating and cooling, uh, especially where you guys are. If it's like really cold outside, uh, you can probably stay in the house for several days, if not a week, and um, have very minimal energy loss through that. So it's really about comfort, and it's really about taking care of uh, the people that, that are living uh, inside the house. So, yes, as far as uh, you know, family business, for sure, the family wants to stay involved, that's fine. Um, but we're not forcing them. We're not expecting them to, to join the business. 
Yeah. And you've mentioned a few different times now, just kind of information and education around kind of the, the green building movement. Um, and I saw that you recently got added as one of the top influencers in Atlanta uh, to promote green building. And I'd say that that's, you know, we've had a few different people in this space on the podcast before, and that's kind of what they constantly preach to is just people don't know you know, this isn't the norm yet. So people don't really know what the options are, uh, what that even entails. Um, I, I definitely didn't until we started talking to a few different people. So is that kind of your biggest challenge, would you say? And, and, uh, could you tell us a little bit more about kind of the influencer part of, of the business as well, too? Is it just information? Or are you, are you helping other builders, you know, learn about this or is it more client side helping more homeowners know that this isn't even an option? Well, it started out with the client side and it was more for teaching our clients, because uh, we, we've been doing this a long time, and, I, and I, I thought the conversation had ended maybe 10 years ago when I was explaining how insulation works. But then three years ago, I was having to explain that again. I was like, listen, you, just because the message is out there doesn't mean people are reading it. Right. So you, it you have to, it, it's, it's like uh, a local brand, Chick fil A. Like in the 90s, they came up with the whole cow and the chicken um, marketing. Right. Um, and then some of the markers like, you know, we're kind of sick of doing this. It's like, you know what? You've got a new generation of kids coming up every day. They're not sick of it because they're not old enough to have seen it long enough to be sick of it. So that's the same thing with green building and our messaging. Same thing with your messaging. You have to keep on repeating yourself because there's always new ears, new eyes uh, looking at it. So sticking with the fundamentals to, to teach our clients like this, these, this is why we do what we do. We don't really give them an option. It's like we've got a minimum uh, efficiency standard that we want to go towards mainly for their health and well-being. And because there's there's a lot of things that are like basic building code that, um, yeah, you can probably get by with it. But there's so many, there's so much, uh, there's so many forces and so much dynamics with the house. If you build to the basic code, then you can cause health and wellness issues. And even in the Southeast, we've got humidity. We have other things, some crazy things going on within our climate zone. So we try to go a little bit uh, above that. For ourselves, it's, it's we can offer a better warranty we have less liability because we're able to control the house better. We're able to maintain moisture. Moisture is what typically destroys houses either from the outside or from the inside. Um, so at the builder show several years ago, I'm gonna say this is like right before the, like a week before the pandemic hit or before we knew the pandemic hit in the US. I was at the builder show interviewing just some of the vendors that we like to work with and put it on YouTube. Um, Everybody started watching it. So like we've got close to a million views. I'd say most of that's in the last couple of years, mostly just for us trying to educate our clients. But when you put something on YouTube, you can't limit it to your clients or you shouldn't limit it to your clients. So everyone else started watching. And so other people started coming to us, asking us to create content for them. So with, with that, you know, locally, uh, what we try to do is get other people that are like-minded and we go to a manufacturer or something. We've, we've got like an influencer group where all of us are trying to learn together because we're not, not only influencers but also uh, I, would, I would say more thought leaders like okay, here's a problem here's how we're going to try to try to solve it and put that message out there and also help the people that aren't quite there yet it's like listen tag along like where the, the information is free uh if you learn that means that we're using the same trades and, and we're able to all train them together the same way and i think that's that's that's, that's the challenge so if only one so if i'm trying to do everything by myself that means I have to have my own crews that can't work for anybody else because if they're telling them something differently than I'm telling them, then I'm basically untraining them, they're training, and it's like it's it, that could be exhausting. So the goal is to get everyone that's like-minded together at these events, train them together. I've got a virtual house, and I've got this learning house I'm putting together here in Atlanta 
where anybody can come by. It's like, this, these are, we're doing some pretty advanced things. Any part of it you want to come learn about, check it out. You can check it out on our YouTube channel. We've got over 50 videos on it. We've barely even worked on the foundation. We'll have over 200 videos by the time we're done with it. So it's really about just spreading the, the knowledge because I can't build every house in the United States or even Atlanta. And I don't, I don't even want to, I'm not, I'm looking to be a, um, a high end production green builder. That's just not what we want to do. So we find the best way is just you know, sharing knowledge with others so we can all get better as a group as an, and as a market as well. That's really interesting. First off, your, your high school student has to be just psyched that he's got a million views on YouTube. Like he's probably dropping that, you know, <laughs> at least weekly, you know, to, to his friends and, and classmates. Well, he's, he's got it. So his, his, uh, he had a video like we put out 10 years ago, he was holding some weather stripping and his had over a hundred thousand views. So he still <laughs> holds that above his brother's head. who like creates music for YouTube. Uh, he's like, Hey, you know, my video was like, you're literally just standing there looking cute. <laughs> hey, little, little the kids other one edited a video has, which has over, you know, 150,000 views. Like, well, I edited that video, even though it wasn't in it. So, you know, you've got some, uh, uh, rivalry there, so, which is pretty fun between uh, brothers. I love that. You're the first American we've had that does green building, which is pretty interesting. And, and you're building this community movement in Atlanta, Georgia, and Atlanta's booming. And, you know, it's one of the fastest growing markets in the U.S. I love the mission. I mean, that's that's amazing. Um, I guess I wasn't even aware that Americans were <laughs> on, on their way in, in certain parts of the country to do that. So I'm curious, you know, you got, you mentioned the advanced techniques. Like we like to get in the nitty gritty, our audience, our other builder trend customers, like what are you doing in your, your passive house that you're building for uh, the Atlanta community? Well, well, first of all, you know, for every builder out there, the, the cheapest thing to do for anybody, and we've been playing around with different methods of doing this is just air ceiling houses. And I think that's where, if you look at some other YouTubers that are out there, they stop at the building envelope, which is the outside of the house. And they talk a lot about that. Why? Because there's, that's where that's the cheapest and easiest way to make a house more energy efficient is to stop air from leaking in and out. I mean, that's when you when you hear of a, a drafty house, do you think energy efficient? No, you, you think of a house that is losing energy where, you know, it's either conditioned energy, embodied energy that you've, you've, you've put into the, the, the air through air conditioning um, or you're, 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 you've got cold drafts in the wintertime coming through. So that's 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 one thing that we try to. And I think most people are talking about the next the next area that we uh, have a high focus on because I think everyone knows that a leaky house is a bad house and you, you need ventilation. And I think the challenge is like how do you ventilate a house properly? Um, most people say a house needs to breathe, it needs to leak, so you can have that fresh air. Um, yes, you do get some fresh air as a result of that, but you also get a lot of bad air at the same time. So like tight building envelopes, so build tight. Uh, ventilate right and then it's like okay that's a that's our basic mantra that's what most green builders or building scientists agree on so how do you do that and i think that's that's the challenge like the ventilation and how do you create proper ventilation and that's and that's something that's come a long way even over the last three or four years uh as far as how to create balanced ventilation in a house where you've got equal amount of air coming in and out that way you can control the air you can control the fresh just to get good oxygen uh, you get the bad air out of the house. Um, and at the same time, the, the, the occupants are healthy and they're comfortable. So it's, it's, it sounds pretty basic, but it's actually pretty difficult to execute. And everyone has a different opinion on how to do it. There's really, I mean, 
there are some things that are just flat out wrong, but there's like many different right ways of doing it as well. And it really depends on the design and whatnot. So I think that's that's the challenge in a lot of the content on my channel um, and, and other channels that, I, that I've seen out there are focusing on ventilation and, and, and that aspect of the house. Because because of COVID, I think people do realize like we do need filtration, we do need fresh air. Um, and finally that's come to the forefront again. Um, and we can do this not only in commercial spaces, but in your own home. And most houses are sick. Like you can go into a house and I, I tell you the indoor air quality is much worse than it is outside, even if you're in a city, ironically. So that's, that's, that's the challenge because we spend most of our time inside. How do we create that environment inside where the, the, the occupants, you know, are not becoming sick because of the building? Right. Yeah. That, that definitely needs to be the, the first and foremost, um, kind of thought on everybody's mind, in, in my opinion, is am I healthy in the house that I'm living in? And I think a lot of times when people hear green housing, at least I first did when we first started talking about this, they think about uh, being energy efficient and, and climate change and being you know on the right side of that, but they don't think about their own health. Um, they think about what am I doing for the community and the environment, but am I healthy living in my home and do, can I improve my quality in life by having a properly ventilated house, an airtight house that you're talking about? Um, You've been in the space, you know, like we mentioned, 20 years. Has that always kind of been the the first and kind of the, the forefront of your mind is the air quality of things? Or have there been certain kind of phases you've gone through or lessons that you've learned um, to get where you're at now? Uh, yeah, I, I like the whole house approach. I, I think most people jump towards the energy efficiency because it's easy to understand. If I do X, Y, and Z, my energy bills come down. Right. Well, just, just because you have lower, I mean, really, if you wanted lower energy bills, and this is a crude analogy, uh, you wouldn't have AC, you wouldn't have air conditioning or heating, and you wouldn't have hot water. But we're not going to give up, we're creatures of comfort, we're not going to give up those those items. So how do we do that, and we're more comfortable at the same time? I think the health aspect is something I've always been aware of because I have allergies, uh, and but a lot of people just don't realize that you don't have to have allergies, especially if you're inside all the time and you're sneezing. It's like, well, there's something that's triggering you know, and, and creating those histamines. So, so what do you, what can we do to that environment to take that out, out of the system? So it's either in the air or it's in the water. Most likely it's in the air because we're breathing that. And, um, you know, when you see the sunlight hit the, 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 the you know, room at a, at a certain angle, you can see all those particulates in there. Well, you know, just because the sun isn't hitting that, those particulates are still there. It's, right. it's just it's just showing you what you have, have in the air. So. I mean, what's really exciting now is like, you know, people would talk about this, like, yeah, we need better air quality. Well, there's sensors out there right now. So you can put a sensor in your house. It can tell you how good or bad your air is. And it gives you little scores. Like you've got this many parts per million. And this is what's in the air. You've got, you know, too much carbon dioxide. You need to get some more oxygen in the air. Or there's too many, what's called PM 2.5, particular matter, these, these small particles that you breathe that, are, that aren't good for you. So it lets you know what's in the air. So you can actually take the necessary steps or they actually have equipment now where it takes the steps for you. So it's like, okay, I sense this and it's gonna ventilate accordingly. So mm. it's not always ventilating, which is you know super energy inefficient if you're always sucking the air out of your house or bringing fresh air in because it's not conditioned. So there are ways of dealing, dealing with that. So I think we're coming a long way. Most of the manufacturers have some sort of sensor and some sort of monitor now that deals with ventilation. So if like you buy, like even a basic bath fan, you can have one that has a humidity sensor on it it sucks the the, uh, the air out, or it has a timer on it where it runs for a certain period afterwards. That way, you don't have mold forming in the, in, in the bathroom. Um, same thing with your kitchens. Most people don't turn on 
their exhaust hood when they're cooking. They don't realize that cooking is actually one of the worst things you can do for your health because if you're not cooking with that ventilation, you're breathing everything that's coming off that. Even cooking eggs is not good for you because there's there's certain chemicals that are created by cooking that you're breathing in and it could affect your health. Well, there's 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 vent there's ventilation now that's like, all right, I sense that you're cooking or I sense these things in the air that automatically kicks on and then shuts off when you're done. Because I mean, let's be honest, like humans are like, we're very difficult to train. We've been do, doing something for a long time. So I really like the idea of a smart house in, in the sense of like most people say smart houses, they think lighting controls and things like that. I, I think more ventilation is like, you know, in localized ventilation. So in a bathroom, it kicks on when you need it. If you have too much humidity or it just you know smells bad for whatever reason. Um, and then same thing in, in the kitchen, or the laundry room, if you're doing certain activities, the ventilation can kick on based on what you're doing in there. And you really don't have to worry about it. You just experience a clean, fresh air house because the systems are working properly. I'm just like cataloging all these things in my head. And I'm like, like, you don't have to call me out, Matt. Like, <laughs> I was thinking that too. When my house said, was built in 1979. Okay. Like I, when well, you said the egg, yeah, the eggs, I, the, like, I cooked eggs this morning and did not turn on my vent. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's green technology is so cool though. Like you, that you're totally right. I think I me, mean, most people are like, Oh, I have a smart house. They're like, Oh, my phone can control right. some system. Well, my RGB lights. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So vain. It's like, no, I'm like making people's lungs work more properly. Now that, that's, that's like the meta of construction. It's super cool. It is, well, it, it, and that's what we're trying. Like you, you speak of metas. I mean, you have metas in so many different other genres. You know, what, what's the meta for ventilation? And that's, <laughs> and, that's, and that's really just balanced ventilation. So like in the bathroom, if you have a bath fan that kicks on, well, that's sucking air out of the house. Like how do you gain that fresh air back in? Well, you want to bring it in through your HVAC system, through like a fresh air intake or energy recovery ventilator or something like that. Or say if you're not ventilating out, you still need that fresh air. It looks like you've got recording studios in different um, areas. If you're in there a long time, you don't have ventilation. Well, basically you're sucking all the oxygen, literally sucking all the oxygen out of the room. Carbon dioxide levels are going up. So you want to make sure you've got ventilation in there. Not because you need conditioned air, it's because you need clean air for you to breathe. And that's, and I think that's where most people get confused. There's, there's with ventilation, it's like, you know, we, we're ventilating a house to, to bring conditioned air to those areas. Well, you're, you're, it's conditioned and also just clean air so the humans can breathe. So how much of your current business is um, like renovation, remodel versus full home, you know, new build? Uh, selfishly asking, because as you're talking about some of these things, I'm like, man, do I need to, to go in and, and do some renovations in my house to get some of these things installed? Well, to your second your second question, the answer is yes. I mean, in <laughs> my house too. Like I, I've got all this equipment sitting on my back porch. You know, we've we've been working on the bath fans. We're about to work on the kitchen. So so and really just just if there's something that's just absolutely wrong that's making you sick now, or that's 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 causing problems. Like if you have uh, natural gas in your house, you you should have a carbon monoxide detector. I mean, at a minimum. So you don't necessarily have to have a greenhouse to have this technology in there. Right. Your house doesn't even have to be energy efficient to have good ventilation. And and actually, if it's not very energy efficient and it's not very good, you probably want this balanced, good ventilation anyway, just so you can at least, even if you're paying high energy bills, at least you're not sick. Right. So that, that's something to do. Um, and... So, so what was, what was the, what was the first part of the question? I, I was Sorry. just asking Sawho- Sawhorse specifically, are you guys completely new build? Oh yeah. So, uh, we, we, it really depends on the year. So, uh, and we, 
we're, we're targeting mostly whole house renovations because the more we learn about this, uh, you can only do so much to an existing house. Like I've got an existing house and really, really I can fix it from the outside in. It's really difficult to fix it from the inside out. Right. It's, most people try to fix it from the inside out. Um, so it, it's about half and half. Uh, some years is more renovation. Some more years is, is more new construction. Um, we advertise for both and we're willing to do both. Um, but anytime we do a renovation, even if it's just like an attic addition or something, we still look, we look at the whole house approach. So we, we are going to deal with the crawl space. We are going to deal with the basement. Um, you know, if there's radon in the house, we're going to deal with radon. So we're not going to work on part of your house and let the rest of it be sick because that's, that's our reputation on the line. We want, we want our clients to live. That's, a, that's how we get referrals. What yeah. a tagline. We'll save your life. <laughs> you look, dead clients. No, yeah. No, Nobody no, likes dead clients. Um, you mentioned something earlier that I really was like super curious. We we've talked on the podcast a lot about the subs market and the trades, and obviously you guys can't do it. You do without them. And do you have your own subs that are doing these green certifications kind of in, in concert with you? Or I just wanted to kind of get a little clarification on your relationship with the subs and, and kind of how you targeted, like which subs are going to do the work that you trust. I mean, that's, that's super interesting. Um, because I think yeah, that's probably I mean, a big objection to a lot of people. It's like, so I can't do this subs, to my subs. Like, like, I don't even know if they need to be, I mean, it's not necessarily even the certification. Like, so, so like the founder of softwares, Carl, he's, his company just, it's a third party. They just deal with the certifications, the verifications yeah. for the subs. It's really just about the specification. Got it. And to be quite honest, like they, they shouldn't even have to know if there's a certification or not. You need to make sure you've got good plans, good specs. They just need to follow that. Yep. And that's that's what they're supposed to do. So it's really on the general contractor and the architect to make sure that they have what they need to do it. And the general contractor and site supervisor, you know, slash project manager to make sure that it's being executed properly in the field. So that's 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 the big thing. And I'm probably gonna be preaching for the next five to ten years to just good plans, good specs. If you have a floor plan and no specifications, most people don't even talk about ventilation or even have electrical plans. And, and if they don't have that, how are the guys in the field supposed to know, know what to do? So I think that's that's the big thing. Um, you know, whether it gets one certification or another, there's so many different ways to execute to get those certifications. Uh, it's nice for them to know that we are working on that. However, if we give them a, a specifications like build to this, it, it really shouldn't matter for them. If, it, if it's if it's green or not yeah sorry getting a certification or not yeah that makes sense yeah you just get the material there make sure they they know what the plan is and and they'll make yeah. it happen I mean, I mean most builders and architects don't understand this but i mean the certification so i don't expect the, the trades but you know I expect the trades to understand their job yeah. and, and 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 to do their job per the plans and per how how we tell them to do it and and here's the thing like if 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 you don't give them a spec they're going to default to like what's typical or the building code. And that's, you know, I don't know the podcast, but that's the know, bare minimum. Yeah. <laughs> Marketing's going to hate that. I just said that they're going to edit that out. But it's, you know, you know, I, I really don't like it when people say that um, <laughs> oh. they, they, they say the building codes, the bare minimum. Uh, I mean, the reason like, like if you look at the building code now compared to like a house that was built 30 years ago, yeah, like the, the building code now would be a greenhouse yep. 30 years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the building code is is constantly getting better, but it's basically the you know the, the whole the mission of the building code is like, hey, how can we create a a safe structure um, and, and to, to keep people out of the elements 
and, and also, you know, we're just going to maintain a certain certain value. Now, you can build a house that's to code with with all code built stuff that can perform just as well as a high performance house if it's executed properly. You can also take someone that's using the build the, the building code as like, hey, this is I'm barely going to try and get, get by, and hopefully the inspector doesn't notice it. So it's really the interpretation of the building code. So when you look at like decks and things like that, the building code is actually better than most people are willing to build a deck. When they say like we're you know the building code isn't quite as good, they're probably talking about more performance related things like the ventilation, HVAC, building envelope. Um, but I think you know people do build beat up the building code a little bit too much and, and probably not fairly. And, and everyone's like, well, the you know the building code's a D minus. I'm like, well, you know the, the building code is still better than not having anything at all. So we at least we have a set of rules to go by. So we you know and, and it's really the consumer, the builder's choice if they're going to try to exceed that. If not, then they need to talk to the regulators and just make it more stringent. So don't don't build up a, a rule. It's better than having no rule at all. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And you had some some great taglines for our podcast in there that we'll have to <laughs> We're taking notes. We're taking seriously notes. use it. Um something I'm yeah, I've already of, signed away all the trademarks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll talk royalties. Yeah. We'll get the whole thing negotiated. You seem like you'd be a really good negotiator. <laughs> Well, yeah, to be fair, I've also pitched about 100 T-shirts uh, ideas on this podcast before, and none of them have been made. So we'll see if this ever comes to fruition. Uh, so I, need, I need to go back and list all the past ones and just start. Yeah, you know. I, I'm waiting for a guest to show up with a list and be like, hey, I listened to all the episodes in preparation, like, and I made a T-shirt master list. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm, a, if I'm a builder in the Atlanta area, or really anywhere in the U.S. or the world, um, and I hear this, and I'm curious about wanting to learn more, wanting to maybe pivot my business more towards um, the green side of things. Where would you suggest um, an existing business start if they want to start making that transition? Yeah, and I mean, when we say the green side of things, I would just say like towards better building, because like because once you once you understand how things, and, and every builder, I mean, a good builder is going to want to know how to make his craft better. Right. And green, and green building is just just one of those tools as far as like, hey, this is how we can offer better services or just understand how things are installed better. I would start with a just just looking at like what certifications are offered there. Take a class on that. Um, maybe even take a class on something like that's not even offered in your area and kind of see how different building programs are put together. The building science basics are, you know, physics is pretty much the same across you know, all, all the different areas. Uh, heat transfer is the same, air, uh, as far as like humidity is the same, like we do points the same. So, um, I mean, the physics is, is the same and, and the principles are the same. It's really just on how that particular certification tries to execute it and really just come up with like, you know, what, what things are you going to make standard in your business? Like not every project that we work on can get a certification, but I'll take certain parts of the certification. Like, you know, we're gonna do this every time like for instance, we we don't put in eighty percent efficient uh, furnaces. Like the minimum is ninety percent. We prefer a heat pump, which which is or, or uh, uh, like a, a ducted mini split, which is even more efficient. But our minimum is still a safe minimum. Um, so so even if we're just doing a kitchen or a bathroom and changing out a water heater, it's like well our minimum is this. We're not going to install something that's going to kill you. So and they're like well you know we really want it. I'm like well we're not going to do it. Somebody else can do that, that part and just sign this waiver that if you have carbon monoxide in your house, it's not us because, um, you know, that's that, that was a part of our scope. We don't we just don't want to do that. So I think once 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 uh, builders see some of these things and they see how their risk can go down when they build a certain way, 
like more people will want to do this. Now, some people do green building just because they're like, man, I just love it. I just want to nerd out and try to be better than the next guy. So it's more <laughs> of like, hey, how can I build this the greenest thing out there? And then, and also just for, you know, for for builders where if somebody comes to them like, I want a high performance building or my kids have asthma or something, it's like, you know what? I happen to know a little bit about that. I took the certification on it. And then get that third party verifier in there to kind of help you with the specifications, get the architect on board and basically put the team together. It's like, you know, we can execute this for you. So you're not like leaving business, uh, you know, out there that they could close because you didn't have the qualifications of the certifications. Matt, I hate to do this to you. We're running up against time. This was a great conversation about green building. Happens. I know. I know. It goes so fast. We look at the clock and it's like, whoa, yeah. wow. We could keep going for five minutes. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on the building code. Standing invitation. You ever want to come back when you continue this conversation? You're always welcome here. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, we wish you the best of luck here in the next uh, end of the year. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, yep. Matt. Thanks, Matt. We just had Matt on the building code talking about green building. Charlie, takeaways. What'd you learn? Uh, learned a lot as always. I think like you mentioned, this was our third or fourth kind of green builder on the podcast. Um, continuing to learn a lot. And the message that kind of keeps getting hammered home to me was kind of the misconception of what green building is. Um, you're like painting buildings green. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we started. That's where I started for you sure. Mentioned that in the intro. Uh, but no, it's, it's not just about being more energy efficient. It's not just helping out the environment. Those are obviously big parts of it, but as we talked about in there, it's about improving your quality of life. Right. And, and that's something I didn't really realize going into it about how much different things affect your, your life, your, your breathing, um, your environment that you're spending a majority of your day and you're sleeping in every single night. Um, he definitely called us both out a few different times. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. Thanks for. I'm gonna have like anxiety now walking in my house. Placebo effect. Being like, doctor, I, I swear my right my lungs aren't working right. Well, I thought he had a cool thing. Uh, he also was. He was very reasonable in talking about kind of small steps that you could take. Like get some different sensors yeah. in there, see where your air quality even is. You know, go from there. Um, and and that's definitely something I'm gonna look into. So yeah, Matt was very very interesting, very very entertaining. Um, and yeah, I think a great episode for our listeners to listen to. He mentioned this briefly. I didn't want to like get into a, a commiseration session of like allergy sufferers, but right. in Atlanta or Georgia, like if you have allergies, the pollen count is insane in the spring. And yeah. So it makes a ton of sense for, in this market to like kind of focus on green energy. And I don't yeah. think it'll take time for people to like, as he mentioned, education is kind of what moves things forward. And I love his community focus and all the things that he talked about to kind of help his broader Atlanta area, which is growing crazy fast, right. um, to kind of evolve their market strategies with how they build homes. And not only is it better for everything, but it's also kind of a unique position where he's at to acquire customers. And yeah. We could have kept going as always. Uh, when we were on our way out, kind of in the the lull between the outro and the end of the interview, he mentioned that actually his, his passive house has got education that you can get for free online and yeah, you can actually it's do all it virtual. Yeah. So we're going to put that in the show notes along with our other, or his other platforms that he does um, a blog about his educational videos. Shout out to his son who helps run their YouTube channel. It's right. all family. I love learning those stories. So make sure you check it out. Yeah. Those will all be linked in the show notes. A ton of different, you know, he mentioned uh, the biggest struggle in the, the, you know, this kind of movement of building better is just education and information. So we'll have all the, 
all the show notes to all of his different channels linked as always. Um, and make sure to like, review, and subscribe this episode of The Building Code. And that about does it for us. I'm Charlie Bertwistle. Had a little loading error there. I'm <laughs> Zach Wittovich. <laughs> we'll see you next time.